Roni is officially over, and we are giving Leah the best rookie of all time crown. Okay, you know what? We're not counting down because we're just live. It's not working. <laughs> Having technical difficulties. That's okay. That's Ugh. okay. We're still here. We're still live. Happy to be here. The Real Football Fans of New Jersey, episode 129. It's 29. Wednesday already. Can't believe it. But Woo! again, happy to be here. Happy to be discussing all big things in the world of housewives and football. We got a lot of great things to talk about tonight. Uh, we wanted to know, we had some poll questions for you guys, though, on Instagram. So we wanted to, to know the answer to three intriguing questions, although I will say that the there's a heavy majority on two out of the three answers. But anyway, let's let's kick it off. This first question was a football question. Um, will the New York Jets fire head coach Adam Gase before their week 11 bye? 84% of you said yes. A lot of Jets fans of you said yes. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I said yes. So I said yes. I, I think, uh, obviously, the firing of Adam Gase is inevitable. It's just a matter of when it's going Straight to happen. the corner. I did. I, I forget who it was. I was reading an analyst. I was reading an article basically saying they think, like, if – if the Jets do not win this week four game, uh, they could see Adam Gase get it on, on Thursday. They play Thursday night mm -hmm. football. So they were like, I could see Adam Gase being fired on Thursday if they lose that game. Listen, I heard commentary Dan Quinn was going to be out Monday morning. Um, it's it's a little – He's on the hot seat too. It's it's a little cutthroat right now. And, mm -hmm. it, and you know, all signs pointing to good reason to be cutthroat with yeah. these two teams. But the Jets in particular with Adam Gase, it's <clears> – <throat> It's definitely questionable. It's definitely terrifying. What are you guys doing? And this is coming from two people that we understand what a dumpster fire yeah. looks like, but at least yeah. we have fire extinguishers in the vicinity. You guys <laughs> don't even have anything to put out the fire to attempt to put out the fire. Yeah, and I think with Dan Quinn and with Adam Gase, these were two guys who I was a little bit surprised to see them hang on to their jobs last season. Yeah. So we knew going mm -hmm. into this season they were going to be on thin ice yeah. and both teams starting 0-3. Um, we, we could see firings mid-season. Dun, sure. dun, dun. Question number two, on, on a positive note, some teams that are doing well, mm -hmm. who is the better 3-0 NFC team, the Green Bay Packers or the Seattle Seahawks? I personally feel like this is close, yeah. which was showcased by our right. votes. 60% mm -hmm. of you said the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. That's who I went with. I went with the Seahawks as yep. well. I think there's a lot of arguments out there that Aaron Rodgers is playing his best football. Um, he looks like he's, which he, he's playing, yeah, he's very playing well. great football, but people are comparing him you know, going into his early 20s. And and that like young prime Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Listen, I gotta argue counter it that Russell Wilson's <laughs> playing his best football that I've oh, seen in a very well, long time. Russell Wilson, right now, if he can continue to do what he's doing, is MVP. a shoe in for the MVP. And I know that sounds silly because we're only three week three games through, yeah. but what he's doing is on another level that we haven't mm -hmm. seen before. Yeah. Um, but listen. I, I'm actually pretty impressed with the Packers. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't think they well. would look as good mm -hmm. as they're looking. It's not that I doubted them or thought that they would necessarily wouldn't be 3-0 to start mm -hmm. the season, but they've looked better than I yeah. thought they would. And the Seahawks, I was definitely big on them. I said they were my dark horse Super Bowl mm -hmm. team. Uh, and so to me, 
I'm not as surprised. I did kind of expect this from them. I yeah. do have more con and, and for that, because of before the season even started, I was high on this team. So yeah. that's kind of where my vote went on this one. But both teams are looking real good right now, honestly, you know, and can definitely be con contending as the top oh, team in the there. NFC. And then finally, our last question. Uh, love this lady for sure. <laughs> Is Leah McSweeney the greatest Housewives rookie of all time? 84% of you mm -hmm. said yes. She has been getting a lot of love. We both yeah. said yes. Yeah. We love Leah. I'm almost intrigued for the people that, and we only had a couple of them. I want to know the people who voted no, who they think the best rookie is. I did We read one article that actually talked about this. Uh, and said maybe the only other person who they felt made such a huge impact was like a Brandy Glanville. Uh, yeah, but maybe because Brandy, maybe people are making that argument because Brandy's made such an impact over time. This right. is still Leah's first, um, you know, but I, I understand where people are coming from. If you just look at Brandy's rookie season, yeah. like did, you know, definitely made an impact for sure. But I just, I can't, I can't put anyone up against Leah. Leah's coming into such a loved cast. I such think a such a strong cast. cast. I mean, Sonia's been there forever. Luann and Ramona yeah. are OGs. Like, think about like Margaret coming into Jersey. She came into Jersey at a really prime time when it was kind of not falling apart, but there was definitely some holes. They needed a spark. There's no holes. Maybe we're going into a right. time where there's some holes, but there was so there never to, a franchise that's broken yeah. that needs mm -hmm. fixing. Yeah, like um, Bethany was gone, but there was still so much strength around. Yeah, you didn't necessarily net. need to bring anybody no, in. No, but sure enough, Leah comes in, mm -hmm. and honestly, in such a strong cast that we just talked about. Yeah, for me now with Dorinda being gone, for mm -hmm. me to say that my favorite Roni girl is Leah, mm -hmm. and she's only got one season under her yeah. belt, shows the impact. Yeah, that she absolutely, a hundred percent. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for voting on those poll questions and we're going to be talking about a few of those things uh, yeah. throughout the show. We so. definitely will. So stay tuned. Um, so let's get into our big stories of the week for football. This mm -hmm. first one is the inevitable thing that we didn't yeah. want coming. Maybe we didn't see coming so soon, but maybe mm -hmm. it's a good thing mm -hmm. we're facing it going into week four and we can kind right. of tackle it and the NFL can kind of figure out what to do from here. So yesterday was reported, unfortunately, that the Tennessee Titans have three new players and five new personnel play, uh, excuse me, personnel individuals. Our lights just like blow. Yeah, nervous. <laughs> they, didn't like, they didn't like that. News. They didn't like that. I don't like it. Um, spooky. Um, <laughs> that's positive for COVID-19. Oh my goodness. Um, so to take precaution, um, they decided to all work remotely. So all like in person, like events, things, everything was canceled. Right. right. Um, they're not coming back to the facilities until Saturday. So this, um, does impact. And I think maybe people didn't think of this, right? Obviously people assumed that people were going to get it. Games would be postponed mm -hmm. or I don't think people really thought about it like to the next level. Right. And the NFI never really. actually released what they were going what to do, yeah. which I think was smart on their end. It might've turned some people's heads. It would have been a controversy. So now that it's happens, they're going to unveil what's yeah. going to happen. So Tennessee is playing um, the Vikings on Sunday. No, they played. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. So yeah. So the Vikings are under the protocol as well. So they are working right. remotely. That's who they feel. Yeah. 
this yes. past weekend. Yeah. My apologies from that one. Um, but what I was, <laughs> so yes. So um, the Titans are actually playing the Steelers, what right. was supposed to be this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, so looking to get into a Monday night football um, game scenario or even a Tuesday night football right. um, scenario. Which I think is fair. So for right. example, the Tennessee Titans are going to be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. And if the Tennessee Titans aren't getting into their facility until Saturday, the yeah. earliest, and then they have to play a football game on Sunday, whereas the Steelers could have been, you know, practicing right. together in person all week, it's kind of an unfair advantage right. for the Steelers. Um, and so I do believe that postponing the game till at least Monday night or Tuesday night yeah. was the best move. I think in the next 24, 48 hours, we will know we will the know. time mm -hmm. and date of that game. Uh, make it a Tuesday night. Give us a li yeah. literally give us a Monday night football game, Tuesday night football game, RFFNJ right. Wednesday, yeah. a Thursday night football game, and, and Saturday college football and, and Sunday, Sunday football. It's I'm with it. Football I'm cool. madness. Football. <laughs> Get a load of footballs and throw them at our faces. To that's me, that's to me for. that's taking the lemons yeah. and turning it into lemonade. Well, not honestly, a bad, not a bad deal. I was, um, you know, the news, you know, came up, you know, moving the postponing the games uh, when I was with my my dad today, and we were talking about it. And we had raised, you know, they didn't release what they were going to do, so right, then it right. came out possibly a Tuesday. Tuesday nighter. And I was like, you know what? Like we got to be flexible at this point. Like of I understand like maybe if it goes too soon, people will be like, well, they had more time. Like I understand we got to be flexible. We might be playing Wednesday night games in the future, which would really interrupt. And to be honest day, though, I think also if the NFL said to the, to the Titans, Hey, you guys are still going to be playing your mm -hmm. game on Sunday. I know you're only getting into your facility on Saturday. Yeah. I think the players would have been like, Hey, we got to roll with the punches. This to. is what it is. And we knew this season was going to be difficult in this regard. Yeah. And um, I think I was reading one quote from one of the Ooh, players who was pumpkins. just like, you know, if they get extra practice time or whatever, it's just part of being a professional football player. And you've got to be prepared no matter what the situation oh, is. Our third co-host has arrived. Tucker. Tucker. You're a little late, my friend. Coming in the oh, You know the show honey. starts at 730 and you show up at what, 740? You're 10 minutes late. Love this little baby. Fire him. He can fire punch him. him whenever he wants. No, fire him. He's out. Fire Adam Gase. Fire Tucker Brower. He's no. out. He's out. <laughs> oh my god. Your key card's not gonna work tomorrow morning, Tuck. He's out. He's Aww. out. But yeah, honestly, so something that was truly inevitable. It was gonna yeah. happen. We, you know, oh, there he goes. He clocking out. Clocked in for a minute. He's like, fine. I'm fired. I'm fired. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Um, he's got the right idea. I'd love to go to bed right now. Um, but yeah, so obviously and maybe week three, we get it. We figure it out. Well, it's from we. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's better to happen early and just Let's you know. Try to, what if this were to happen week 16 when teams are vying for playoff yeah. spots and need mm -hmm. to win their week 16 game and, listen, we and go, they've only got one day of practice together? Yeah. Then teams are going to complain about it. And then absolutely, so even going into the playoffs because that's the the NFL doesn't take a break. They go. They're not. Right. They go right into it. So right. There's not. Right. We can make up this game next Saturday. You know, the next Saturday is the playoff. Like you can't do that. So I, again, early on. Um, I think it's too early on to see how this happens. They're all right. wearing those tracker bracelets. Right. They know who's right. they're going to try to understand, you know, what did the team do last night? I'm sure everyone's being interviewed. What did you do when we got And there? in the overall scheme of things, it is eight people. And this is kind of like the first stuff we're really hearing of it since they've been like through August, like all mm -hmm. practicing together um, in training camp. And so far, like in the grand scheme of things, things have been going well. Yeah. And this is to me a minor setback that it feels like, okay, they've got mm -hmm. a handle on the situation and I think it'll be okay. Yeah.
So, yeah, but honestly, so we hope, yeah, you know, uh, and now, and obviously, like, you know, the players and the personnel that tested positive, you know, just all the best to them and hopefully speedy recovery. That's the other thing I was thinking about. Yeah. We don't know who these people are. They could be, you one know, pro bowlers. They was, did they come out I with the names? One on the Titans, and it's, I'm blank. Uh, yeah, I'm blank. Yeah. I, know I didn't only see the names people. yet. Yeah, the one, it was one person in particular. Okay, all right. I'll have to look. And it's a big name. Because I wasn't sure. Ooh, it's not Derek Henry. Now you've got me intrigued. Yeah, you'll, yeah, I am. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, we'll I saw it for check. a brief moment, and so maybe it was one of those fake accounts. But I, I think oh, it was. All right, I think it was real. We'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, moving forward, uh, next big story of the night. We of course want to give you our thoughts from week three. Obviously, we're going to be doing this every week because there's always huge mm -hmm. things that we want to talk about from yeah. those games from the past week. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, again, we just talked about them and Dan Quinn and the struggles oh. of this team. They're 0-3 for the first time since 2007. And I think the one of the worst parts about that is they lost to the Chicago Bears, 30-26. to It should have been a winnable game on their schedule. Um, I'm going to talk yeah. about the Bears a little later on and get it off my chest. So yeah. I'll, I'll There's save some that, but... wild stat out there, though, because now this is like their third And they've been playing lead. close games. Yeah, now. so this is like their third blown lead, and I think there's it, this, a crazy stat out there that this has never happened to a team yeah. before. They yeah. are literally the first team in NFL history <laughs> Yeah. to blow three massive leads like that. Right. So I it's not like they're getting so it's not yeah. like they're getting blown out. They're playing no. close games. They're giving up leads. I would um, rather be blown out to be honest. I really thought last year with the Atlanta Falcons was a little bit of a fluke because they did end up ending on a strong on a strong they note, did. which is why yeah. Dan Quinn kept his yeah. job. And to see them start off slow again, it's kind of like who is this team? What is the identity of this team? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Buffalo quarterback, Josh Allen, he continues to impress. He now has 300 plus passing yards in three straight God, games. I love this kid. I, he I so honestly really watch. like watching him. I, it's truly, he's one of those players that we talk about that you are just genuinely excited yeah. to watch. He is one of those kids. hundred mm -hmm. percent mm -hmm. kids. What am I talking about? He's like my age. <laughs> um, one and I know his, his big knock and I've always felt like, especially when he came in with that huge quarterback class, mm -hmm. right? Those five quarterbacks that went in the first round. Him shine right now, and I remember. I remember his knock was always that he had a really, really, really low completion percentage. I yeah. mean, he would have like on a season like 58 59 percent. That's really low, that right. would never cut it in the NFL. And I happened to check today, and I think he's completing like 71 or 72 percent of his passes. That's a massive, massive jump. Good yeah, for her. Good for her. Um, and so the kid's playing really well, and we just, yeah. you know, want to know. Yeah, that. you love to see it. I, I do, I do. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Philadelphia Eagles, they finished in a 23-23 tie. There's nothing I hate more than that. Did I as much the as Bengals I hate have a tie this year? Because I think I did. Maybe, probably, because they play in that division. Someone but it's always, usually you always oh, say within the division. It's yeah. always like the Browns and the Steelers um, tying each other. Someone does though. But listen, as much as I hate the Philadelphia Eagles, and there's nothing I love more than to see them lose, mm -hmm. I'd almost rather them win than see it end in a tie. I hate yeah. The tie. It should never happen. Play a double OT. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, but Carson Wentz, he now leads the league with six interceptions through three games. People are kind of questioning what do you do with him? Do you bench him? Doug Peterson has been very vocal, especially this this past week after this third game, mm -hmm. saying, We're not even going to discuss that. Like, he's our quarterback. 
Joe, he's like the the Nick Saban of the bunch, where it's like, so quit asking. I'm yeah. not gonna answer. Yeah, no, I, clip, I think I think clip. yeah. So obviously, I'm wearing my Bama shirt today because I'm just a little <laughs> sad in the the New York area, but Alabama area. Yeah, right? I'm happy. Yeah, I. I wish she got that girl. too. Want to know? She got that. Um, <laughs> this to me, I wanted to bring up this up. The strangest stat line ever. Tampa Bay wide receiver Mike Evans finished the game this past weekend. Only two catches for two total yards, yet two touchdowns. Like you, you could never ever two, in two, a two million. If it, that'll never That's ever happen. Gonna, that'll them? never yeah. happen again in the history of NFL. It yeah. probably has never happened. Before. You get the the two 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 special the two for at, two for uh, two at uh, IHOP. You get two eggs, two meats, and two. Uh, Pancakes. That's what you get. There it's you the, go. It's the Mike Evans. That's a, the Mike Evans. Wait, the so like McDonald's, special. Dunkin' Donuts, they're all collaborating with these famous influencer singers. That listen, I hop. You got to go after Mike, Mike Evans, Evans because now that's the Mike Evans meal. You got it. The, the two, Mike two, Evans two. special. We'll never see it again. You'll never see it again. Uh-huh. I swear to God, if that <laughs> happens, I get all the credit. I need uh, royalties for my Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Pancake, pancakes for life, son. Pancakes. Um. All right. So Seattle quarterback Russell Wilson. We're just going to keep talking about him. Same with Josh Allen mm-hmm. until he proves us otherwise. Um, yeah. He has 14 touchdowns through the first three games, which is an NFL Phenomenal. record. Amazing. <laughs> he has one interception to go with that. Amazing. Jeff. Amazing. Amazing. Um, <laughs> so he's continuing to yeah. to just do his thing. And I appreciate his game. I really do. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a great quarterback. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Baltimore Ravens. What a game. This was well, not what a game, but what a this game was in an unexpected. The, yes, this was the game we were waiting for because it was Patrick yeah. Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, and we were going to see the top two teams mm-hmm. in the NFL duke it out yeah. and probably go shot for shot, and it didn't happen that no. way. Um, Kansas so City's a Kansas City, I, I, I forget what the final score was, but can it was Kansas City dominated? Yeah, the score was closer than what it actually felt like. Um, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, he is now the fastest quarterback in NFL history with 10,000 plus passing yards. And I think the most shocking stats of the night for me was Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson finished the night just 15 for 28 and just 97 passing yards and one touchdown. Yeah. Uh, they read the stat, his stats at halftime, and that was like the biggest, the glaring thing to oh, me that course. how low yeah. the numbers were. And I think the biggest and the best argument for the against the Ravens right now. And I heard it during the game Yeah, um, from the person I was watching with. And then the next day on, you know, I think it was get I, think up, I know what you're going to say, but go um, ahead. That the Ravens just can't come back. They have to dominate the game. I they also, what I was going to say, what I've been hearing is that maybe Baltimore specifically Lamar Jackson does not do well in like prime time in playoff yeah. situations. I mean, granted what happened to him in the playoffs in his rookie season where he like utterly flopped, he's a rookie. No, his yeah, first ever playoff hold game. That against him. I'm not going to hold that no. one on him, but now you've got people who are watching his big showdown against right. Mahomes on Monday night football. Mm-hmm. And you flop like that. People are going to start to chatter yeah. a little bit. Absolutely. So, so no, yes. Yeah, so the, the argument that I was hearing though, was that the Ravens 
as a whole just cannot physically come back. They have to dominate from start to finish. Yeah. That coming yeah. back is difficult for them. And I get it. And maybe if you do have a quarterback who I don't want to use to do too much. You could see how defeated he was though on the sideline mm-hmm. though. So I don't want to go as far as call it a flop. I don't want to, right. um, cause I do have a lot of faith in him. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback and he's going to lead the Ravens to big and big and better things, a uh, bigger and better things. I think he's already doing big, big yeah. things right yeah. now. Um, but that that you saw the look in his face, and you it's the same look that we saw when he didn't do well in that playoff it, run. Is I think game. I think it was an I even though it's week three and and whatever. And I think it Kansas was City Chiefs. I think, but know? I think, but I because it was to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I do feel like this is an eye opener for people of people who assume that at the end of the day, at the end of the mm-hmm. season, it's either going to be the Ravens or the Chiefs coming out of the AFC. Yeah. They could potentially face each other in the AFC championship game. And again, this is just week three, mm-hmm. but this was this is what we saw. Right. And so maybe it feels gives more validity to mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs and people being like, it's theirs to lose. And I said this, yeah. when Patrick Mahomes got that contract, I was like, Within the next three years, yeah. he's absolutely winning another one. And there was some this could be the start of a dynasty. Week one and two, that maybe the Chiefs were off to you know a little bit of a slow start. They this were doing, just proves that they're yeah, they're not at all. It's theirs. So. To, it's theirs to lose, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so those are our week three thoughts. Mm-hmm. Again, the games have been great, been loving it, and uh, I can't, I kind of can't believe we're already going into week four. I just I feel know. like it's just, I can already feel that it's going by so quickly, and it happens mm-hmm. every year. But yeah, this could also maybe be a year that I wouldn't mind flying by. <laughs> Well, with how miserable it's been. You never know. It's only week three. So only going, sorry, it's only week four. So let's see what happens this week. So speaking of. I'm not having fun so far. (laughs) Not well, B. Not Not well. well. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Um, so yeah, so as we do every single week, we are giving you our picks. Uh, can't speak tonight. Picks for week Four, we are giving you all of them. We are also providing you with a lock and an upset. Yeah. Um, so why don't we go ahead? I did pull it again this week from NFL.com. So I'll be on the same page as KB. Um, so why don't you go ahead and kick it off for us? Sure. You got. I did pretty bad last week, so I'm hoping for a turn. I'm not even keeping count of this. I, I felt kind of good about these picks. I feel like there were so more obvious. It was an easier week. Yes, last week yes. was pretty difficult. Yes. So. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going with the Denver Broncos, Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Seattle Seahawks, Houston Texans, New Orleans Saints, Dallas Cowboys, Cincinnati Bengals, Indianapolis Colts. Arizona Cardinals, Los Angeles Rams, Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Green Bay Packers. My lock is the Baltimore Ravens over the Washington football team. And I probably called – no, I didn't say them before. I was going to say, did I call I them think the you just called them. I, I don't hear I them. didn't because I didn't pick them. So I, I literally didn't say have a football team right now. <laughs> and my <laughs> upset – which kills me to say this, and I might not be able to sleep in my bed tonight. Mm. 
I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles over a still banged up San Francisco 49ers team. Oh, my God. I hope Chris isn't listening. I hope hope my hubby isn't listening. Katie's my new best friend. (laughs) No, no. Looks like we're swapping at the end of the (laughs) You're you're in my house. I'm in yours. We're switching households. (laughs) So I guess that's how it's going. Um, So the only thing that's a little bit off on mine is that I have the Steelers-Titans game at the end of my list because that's they they switched it right before. Oh, okay. It's possible Tuesday night game. So bear with me there. So I am going with the Broncos, the Ravens, the Buccaneers, the Seahawks, Vikings, Lions, Cowboys, Bengals, Bears, Panthers, Rams, the Buffalo Bills, Chiefs, 49ers, Packers, and the Steelers. My lock is the Ravens over the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. And my upset is the Detroit Lions over the New Orleans I did. I did take note of that as you were going. Which when you said the Lions, I said, you know what? That's definitely her upset right there. It is an upset. It is. I know they're both one and two, so but it is technically but, an upset. It's, but they're so different. They're I know. such di- like one and two mm-hmm. Saints versus mm-hmm. a one and two Detroit. Yeah. Those are those are teams that, yeah. although they have the same record, are not on the same. Level. I was so very 100%. close with picking the Browns over the Cowboys as well, but I did end up going uh, more mm-hmm. towards the mm-hmm. Cowboys just because. It's it's funny with the Browns. I think they have what the first like 500 record in where they are right now in like yeah. a, so many yeah. bajillion years. Then they're probably popping champagne bottles every day since that W. So yeah. the Cowboys, on the other hand, they're getting like the morale beat the crap out out of them week after week. Yeah, you know what? They're still such I still a talented went, yeah, football team. I still team. went there. They just, will yeah. get it together. Because they can, you know, make a joke out of a team like the Browns. So Maybe it's, it's they think they don't need to take all the games so seriously because at the end of the day, they could still win the NFC East with like an 8-8 eight eight record. that's not the case. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm actually um, – it was a pretty interesting upset for me to pick, and I just, you know, after – No, I, I – I, that was definitely an option. There weren't too many upset yeah. options. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one that crossed my mind as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it could happen for sure. Oh, sure. All right. Let's get into our big stories of the week in the world of Housewives. We've been waiting to do this with you guys. We've been uh, waiting so long. <laughs> That's not even a song. I don't know. Oh, my God. It was good, though. That. It was good, though. That was, I'm um, dead. I'm dead. That was an original. Wow. That was, <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. I'm done. All right. If Luann's listening, that's just actually really good. I'm going to pull that track, put some like beats behind it, 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 send it it to a recording. I liked it. I liked it. Um, But we have definitely been waiting to do this and to talk about it. Mm -hmm. We briefly said little blips on on the past Mm -hmm. couple weeks, but we've been waiting for the Roni reunion to be completely (sighs) done, all three parts, to give you our opinions on it, a recap of it. It was that first Mm -hmm. in-person reunion since the pandemic hit and so much to talk about. So we broke it down into all three parts. Not crazy long. We we highlighted the main Mm -hmm. things. Um, okay. Part one. And we're just going to, we're going to go through this here. Andy bringing up Dorinda's drinking and doing major reflective. We did talk about that a bit Mm -hmm. on the show. Um, but it was definitely a theme throughout more than, I think it came up again in part three. Um, she was very sensitive to anybody saying that she had any Mm -hmm. kind of, and and they weren't even saying drinking problem, but she's very sensitive. Mm -hmm. And 
we did talk about that, but then we obviously had Dorinda versus Tinsley talk that about that as well. That gave me like the most anxiety, like out of everything, because that gave me anxiety during the actual season. So prior to like Tinsley's departure, yeah, it was. And I remember I responded to that one Bravo account one time because it was like, "Why is this the most random feud of all time?" It is, and yeah. I literally responded it was a, back like a one-sided feud. And I was like, honestly, like this is so random. Like I don't understand what's going on, and it yeah. gives me anxiety. And like the account like replied back to me, and they were like. Literally Literally same. Yeah. Like I just don't know where it came from. So to see it again in reunion, like Here's, R1, I was like, oh, here we go again. Here's the point I want to make. And and I would I would hope that you would agree with me, think that you would agree with me, even though I think I'm a little bit more of a fan of Tinsley's than you are. Yeah. Um, I, I do feel like I was I was really proud of her at the reunion because she, she always her had her voice trampled on yes. throughout the season. Mm -hmm. The women she she had no voice right and she was like that lost little schoolgirl trying to raise her hand trying to get and her turn to speak and yes and she was squealing annoying. because nobody would, would listen, listen to her yeah. and I, I feel like she really went to that reunion and she stuck to her guns and she was kind of finally like the yeah. tough b yeah. that i wanted her to be and like put her foot down and be like no, I don't accept your apology, yeah. which is good because it wasn't genuine. No, absolutely. And I was really proud of how she left. I yeah. really was. Mm -hmm. I, I can agree with you for sure. Um, I think a lot of times too, even when things were coming at her, she would just, you know, kind of shrug it off, like, you know, dirt off her shoulders, mm -hmm. just like kind of look the other way. When in the past, she would start crying. She would squeal a little bit. So you're right. She did put her foot down and go back at the women and had a voice where yeah. she was allowed to. But then also when things were thrown at her that were complete nonsense, she took none of it. And I'm glad about that too, because at some point she needed to say to herself, I'm happy with my mm -hmm. life. Yeah. I'm happy with my relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm happy with me leaving the show. I'm happy with me moving to Chicago. Yeah. I don't owe anybody anything. Yeah. My happiness like is number one. When I leave this reunion, yeah. I'm going back to Chicago to my happy life. Right. So I felt like she, why bring, she let, why let chest. anything bring her down when she is living her best life? Literally. So, um, of course, we we talked about this as well, finding out that Tinsley felt the reason that Dorinda mm -hmm. didn't like her is because she was very mad at the fact that Scott had loaned John money. And the biggest bombshell to me of the whole entire reunion, all three parts, was when the receipts were pulled. Dorinda completely denied mm -hmm. that, that that ever took place, yeah. that money was ever given. And they pulled the receipts of her screaming at John on the phone, unseen footage, yeah. by the way, it never mm -hmm. aired, which I feel like they should have aired. Oh, that. That was juicy. Okay. Like, we've been defending Dorinda. That for was so very long. juicy. Like, I have never seen like she screamed at John. Don't you ever take money? He's not your friend. Yeah. Like berated him. It really made and me it, feel it made me feel bad for John. She literally ripped his testicles yeah. out of his body and threw him in a blunder. As much as like I really started to enjoy John and like their relationship. I also am happy that I think it's we over. It doesn't, with it. doesn't work. I like John as a person, but it, I'm happy they're not together anymore. Yeah. It wasn't working. I agree. Um, yeah. So that was the big, the biggest bombshell in my yeah. opinion of all three parts. Part two, uh, we see the last of Tinsley and again, gets a half-ass apology from Dorinda. Uh, I do like the little, part about Dorinda potentially hinting that she is seeing someone new because Andy asked her like are, are you dating are you seeing anybody she but she's keeping up mom we have no I'm I wonder who it is shock page so... six has not like I know, something I know. but you know in the world of the coronavirus coronavirus especially in New York City 
mm-hmm. people are laying low. She could, it could be someone like virtual for all we know. I know that was a big thing. A, a DL lover, down the, lover. Yeah, it was a huge thing during coronavirus. Like all the dating apps were, okay, in full disclosure, I was single during the, the bite of the pandemic. So I know what the dating app times, scene was. Good times. Good times. Um, like they were all like encouraging like video calls, like don't meet up in person. I may, I'm not saying that Dorinda's on Bumble, but right, she right. could have been on one of the adult ones or she could have had a matchmaker. That's a huge thing. I can't wait for it to break. I hope it breaks soon. Page six, uncover this. Somebody leaked this story. Seriously. Because it seems as though some of the women know a little bit about Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. Um, Okay. This this to me was hilarious. Obviously, they had to address the Leah versus Ramami. 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 Um, And how, of course, Ramona held Leah at a different standard than the other women. definitely wrong Ramona was wrong for bringing up her mental health on the show okay and this cringy made me so cringy this and part. and I think the part that was important for viewers to like really have it be put into perspective was the fact that Leah said you know my daughter didn't know any of this I about know. me and I had to then sit her down and explain to her things and that's a part of being on housewives mm-hmm. and things will come up and and maybe just don't have she, her daughter's 13. It's a fine line of that age of like, do I let her watch this? Do I not? Yeah. I don't she know. She like, they, she watch Things it, are going to so. come out. But honestly, it did feel like if it was going to come out on the show, that was Leah's right to do so and talk about yeah. it and inform people about mm-hmm. that part of her life rather than Ramona say something I hated like, like this. So this whole part made me just, it, I was cringing the entire time because I didn't like when Ramona brought it up during the season. Yeah. During the the reunion was just so much worse because she also starts pulling these stats out of her asshole where she's like, "Well, did you know like one in three people are depressed and take antidepressants?" Receipts that were just annoying. And Leah was like, "This has nothing to do with one in three people being on antidepressants. Like that has nothing to do with my being bipolar, whatever she has." Like. And she was like, and I was drunk. How dare you say my actions were because of my mental illness? And she was like, and if I wanted to talk to someone about mental illness, like I would. I mean, it would be almost as like, it would be, and not necessarily the two are the same, but like, for example, like if Leah was a lesbian, but Mm -hmm. she wasn't out and then somebody outed her on the show. I mean, having mental health issues is a really private, it's a really private thing. And we always commend the people that use their platforms to talk about really difficult things like that. But it's also really understandable for the people that want to keep those things private. So, yes. In a sense, it is they are coming out in that nature. We did come to a really good resolution in part three at the Mm -hmm. end. Mm -hmm. And he did ask the women, like, what do you kind of regret? And Ramona said, "I my biggest regret was bringing up Leah's mental health thing. I should have talked to her about that (laughs) off camera. Um, I don't think so. And she also did say that and like they were laughing and they were good towards the end. They resolved, yeah. right? Because Leah is just like, all right, I'll let it roll off. Yeah. Back, whatever. Uh, I did like when Ramona said at the very end of part three, Leah, you know, I am going to try to be more of a friend to you yeah, than a mother figure. Yeah. And, and I think that will be good for their yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. Because it's true. I mean, literally the entire season and they did pull up the clips of the whole season where yeah. Ramona just took the time to judge her on everything. Yeah. And like, it just, and that's, it was funny. She actually agreed 
with Dorinda on one thing because Ramona went after Dorinda on a lot of things. Yeah. And Leo's like, listen, I feel you. I felt every step I took this season, Ramona was there getting ready to judge me. And she goes, and I saw you do some things. She was like, you weren't right with a lot of the things you did, but other things she was there too, ready to judge you, ready to go after you. Yeah. So I don't know, but like <laughs> such a wild, wild ride we've been through over the past couple of months with yeah. these ladies. Absolutely. And, uh, just drained again by a third reunion. Like, let's wrap I it up didn't just feel it was that that bad. We've had a lot We've had worse reunions We've had where part three comes and we don't even want well, to watch, watch it. So I and felt so, like, and yeah. you can always kind of count on the New York women that no yeah. matter if it even does get mm -hmm. to a cutthroat level, these are the women out mm -hmm. of all the cast that at the end of the day can kind of laugh at mm -hmm. the end and still yeah. be friends. And they genuinely are. Yeah. Um, part three, Ramona versus Dorinda. Um, Obviously, Ramona felt Dorinda was super harsh. Mm -hmm. She was the one trying to confront her throughout the whole season, being like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Why are you behaving this way? We love you. We're your friends. We, we just want you to be nice to us. Like, seriously. Um, so Dorinda basically tries to then turn to victim and say, yeah. I was having a really, really hard time in my life, Ramona. And I felt like you specifically were making it worse. Mm -hmm. um, you never checked in on me while we were filming the show. Mm -hmm. You never texted me to be there for me or yeah. asked me how I was doing. It wasn't until after the show that you did that. Yeah. Which then Ramona actually pulled out the receipts, pages Literally, and pages, pages of pages. text messages yeah. of her sending text messages mm -hmm. to Dorinda during filming, right. being like, I love you. Like, let's just let it go. Like, I'm here for you, yeah. whatever. And Dorinda didn't want to hear it. Ramona ends up throwing her pages of receipts, which one of my favorite parts <laughs> of the Andy entire reunion <laughs> was when Andy like crawled on the like floor. a little mouse to cheese, like picked up the pieces of paper. Cause Ramona was like, Andy, you can read it later if you want. He, he was like, like this. Okay. Like, but then he went back and he was literally reading them. I love that. That was my favorite part. Like literally risked coronavirus <laughs> to get the receipts. Like literally. My favorite part, like, hands down. I feel like at the next BravoCon, like he needs to put that in like, like, like the, the display receipts. section. Yeah. Like yeah. here were the receipts yeah. from that. I want to see you that. Read them Absolutely. But again, as much as like, I couldn't stand Ramona this season. Mm -hmm. It did feel as though Dorinda, like, stop. You were wrong. Yeah. Just you, you were wrong. This was if not on Ramona. I was truly going through as hard of a time as Dorinda said she would. And a lot of the stuff that she said she was struggling with, I would struggle with as well. Um, she got emotional during the season. She was in no way in shape or form emotional during this reunion. There was no struck yeah. of emotion on her face. There was no struck of remorse on her face, no tear, anything like that. Mm -hmm. And she tried to genuinely apologize, but there was no genuine aspect to it. So I'm very disappointed in that Yeah. because if you truly are sorry for your actions and there was so much much you needed to be sorry for yeah. i would have been sobbing i would have been embarrassed they played all the clips. everything andy called you out yeah all the women called you out there was one part where i was like "Ooh!" like in your gut you feel it when when luann was like you don't watch that and say i can't believe i yeah. said that to lou yeah. like like and it's true. Fake cry. And like, we can tell when these women are pulling, pulling bullshit, like real quick. Like we even saw Lou, like when she talked about like her dad, like those were true tears. Yeah. Like, that was raw emotion. Like Dorinda, like, I'm sorry. Like, and this is coming from two of your biggest fans. Right, like, absolutely. If you really truly felt sorry for this and were embarrassed and just, you would have, we would have felt it from you. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't at all. And that 
truly disappointed me. I defended her up until like the very last minute. And like this reunion, I gave like, up really, on her like definitely midway through the season. I did not. Girl, this is my, and yeah. you guys all know, my this is my number so one itchy. housewife. It's itchy all episode. <laughs> um, but then they also end the uh, reunion. Dorinda finally is somewhat apologetic, but more specifically to Luann. Obviously she made more than one comment yeah. again this season while she was under the influence of alcohol commenting on the fact that Luann was arrested that she has, has a, a mug shot. shot it's truly, like we know can we just like ban that like or that, that should never come out of her mouth ever oh again. any of the women any of the women they should be like they should all wear shock i colors. really like can't believe because it happened the season before yeah. and it was like the worst part of the season yeah. like, oh my god you said that and then it just flew out of her mouth and now on more like, than one occasion this past yeah. season. Couldn't believe it. And honestly, she gave a really, what what I felt was her most sincere apology to Luann during the reunion. Mm. But it kind of starts to feel like a Ramona apology, like yeah. the boy who cried wolf. Like if every time you're going to drink, you bring up the, that worst part of my life and you use that against me. Yeah. It's one it's one thing if it happens once and you feel terrible about it. I'm going to believe you feel terrible about it. But when you've done it three times now, that's when I start to question, like, yeah. And I think, me? like, you're right. Like, when it happened the first time, like, the world was like, holy shit, Can't did that just, just happen? That. Yeah. And I think the whole room shook. The next two times came out of her mouth, like, hi, I'm Dorinda. That's as easy as that yeah. came out. Like, Especially yes, no. when Luann was basically sober yeah. saying like, hey, like Can the I other women you? like are feeling this yeah. way or like we just want to be there for talk? you. She would literally be like, I love you. You're my friend. She'd be like, you had a mugshot. Like, oh, okay. yeah. Like All when right. it starts coming out of your mouth so easily, like, and it's just like another day in the life, another word, another phrase that you yeah. say, like, that's a problem. That's not yeah. okay. Yeah. So um, and you can't say that to your friends no like you no. like listen and i this is coming from a big bitch like i'm not a very nice person sometimes <laughs> like there are just things that you just do not say no. and you just cannot throw certain things in your friends faces never and there's even times where maybe i've been a little bit mean i'm like oh god i gotta and you like sit how does it not sit with you yeah yeah and exactly what luann said how do you watch that and not feel removed? and not like and flinch I yeah, know. Absolutely. I um, look at myself on this podcast sometimes. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, that's what I look and sound um, like. Oh, no wonder why no one likes us. <laughs> so any fi any final thoughts? Anything you want to say before we wrap that up? It was a wild season for sure. Um, I think the um reunion was a you know tell telltale sign of all of that. It was a good recap of everything. Um, I'm very curious to see what next season will look like without yep. Dorinda, um, without Tinsley full time, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, we've obviously spoken about a couple of new potential noobs. Right. Um, Leah kind of molding into now a second, her second season. Almost the star like the new star yeah. you know what I mean you know, going into sophomore year as a as a housewife but I just it's been I, I'm looking forward to newer shows to watch right now it's it's one of those shows that really like it Listen. tugs at you mentally it's mentally exhausting housewives is about 22 regular season episodes and then yeah. you have about three episodes of a three-part reunion that's 25 episodes yeah it is a long season it compared is. to other shows that you might watch in your life and by the 
end of it, you do feel emotionally drained. Yeah. So, but I enjoyed it. These women, I, I really do love these women. And right. I, I know that we are losing Dorinda. I know we've lost Bethany. I know that Tinsley's going. I still feel so confident yes. about this group. I love watching them. Yeah. They still can, can they always make me laugh as much yes. drama or bad times. The laughs are way more. Yes. And that's what I love about this franchise. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't wait to see. I mean, I don't know. Nice. I think the New Jersey men might make us laugh a little bit more. They do. They are. They are definitely at the top. Of Again, the Robert, sure. if you're listening, start the Real House Husbands men. of New Jersey. Yeah. Um, what I love you, it. So housewife. What House hubbies. What is the? Is there no male like equivalent to that? House husband. A house hubby. House I don't hubby. Know. Housewife. Well, housewife's like a word, which is so <laughs> stay-at-home dad. I, I don't know. The staddies. The zaddies. Isn't zaddy something? Daddy. The daddies of New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> the daddies of New Jersey. Honestly, oh. started. That would viewers up. I would like it. I would like it. Those All guys around the world. Up. up, up, up. All right, so let's get into our second story of the week with a former... New York housewife yes. with Miss Bethany Frankel. And this is a pretty ho, ho, hold on to your seats, like yeah. kind of a bombshell update here. Yep. Uh, but so she was on Watch What Happens Live, mm -hmm. which obviously is still going on every single week remotely. Yeah. Um, every still day. Every oh, night. Oh, every night? I thought yeah. it was once a week. Oh, I? No, no, really? No. I am. It's every single night. This is how I'm far behind with the times. I'm so far behind on all my shows. I have been watching Watch What no Happens. No one tell me what happened on The Masked Singer because I've missed the past two. <laughs> I've been watching the most Watch What Happens live directly after I watch. I'm a big Below Deck fan. Oh, and and so as I'm soon as those episodes end, it goes into Watch What Happens live. And he always has like yeah. people from the show on. So I, I have been watching like a lot of during it. quarantine. I know. I suck. I'm the worst. No, it's okay. Um, no, but I'm behind all my shows. <laughs> um, so on Thursday, Andy had Bethany on. Um, we got full life update. Yeah. Big time. Big Needed. time, big Needed, time. Right. Um, so starting off with Be Strong and helping out during COVID-19. Yeah. Um, donating thousands of masks at a reduced price, which is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, which is, you know, because you, you know, at the height of it, things were going for so much money because it was just ridiculous. Right, right. People hoarding Hot stuff. Commodities. Yeah. yeah. Um, so reduced price and 20 million units of personal protective equipment, also known as PPE, mm -hmm. um, including 1 million hazmat suits to New York Amazing. City, one of the biggest hotspots during this. So honestly, she's doing it. Oh, it's just she's amazing. Um, so was asked if her and Paul, her current boo thing, a thought about marriage. So it is revealed that she's actually still married um, to Jason, which is wild and crazy, wild and crazy kids. Great show on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, nearly decade long divorce battle is still ongoing. So, and it's because Jason is a prick and a half. You never knew like while you were watching in the midst of it on like Bethany ever after. And like no. when they got married and anything no. that this was ever in their future. And the fact that this is still yeah. ongoing when Bethany like is continuing her life with a really happy and healthy relationship. Yeah. Even, He's finally showing Avery on camera. And it's not her like, first relationship yeah. since no. the split. Yeah. Um, and to think that she can't move on in the capacity mm -hmm. that maybe she would want to. I don't know if she wants to get married to Paul or not. Right. But even if she didn't, mm -hmm. the fact that she's still a married woman is like, 
puts a little asterisk next to Well, she name. wanted to get married to what's his face? Dennis. Yes, Dennis. They were engaged. Yes, I did. I did for yeah. a hot second forget um, his name for a second. I feel Dennis, sorry. but yeah. And I mean, you can't actually really fully move on. And again, even if she never wanted to get yeah. married again in her life, the fact like you don't want to be dating someone that no. you truly love and be like, oh, you're technically dating a married woman yeah. so that was a huge shock i know andy because i think it also said that reports came out in 2016 that it was finalized so i think people mm -hmm. were under that impression yeah. i know andy was because when yeah. andy asked her the question do you and paul talk about getting married and she dropped that andy was like shocked okay, and like, he was like what you are literally killing me showcase, showcase. yeah um so honestly that was a huge bombshell that we huge. did learn um this week but honestly who are the Call, let me give me their divorce, 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 divorce. Can I not say the word divorce? Divorce, divorce lawyers. Give me their numbers. This is ridiculous. This is so bad. I'd be like, give him, at that point, I'd be I'll like, give him up. whatever he wants. Seriously. Come on, V. You do so oh. well for yourself. Get rid of it. Her podcast, I know her podcast is doing really well. She's up okay. in like, it hasn't even launched yet. And she's in the, they're doing like the, the pre, so they did like the pilot, I think. Okay. Um, and it's in like the top 10 across like multiple categories. Like good, good for you. Not girl. necessarily surprised. No, She's good for awesome. you. I got to take a listen. Um, so in a separate interview on ET, so entertainment tonight, um, Bethany was asked about her friendship with Dorinda um, and how the two are working on a project together. So there is a quote about that. we do have um, from Bethany. So we've gotten really much closer and it is better that we got closer not being on the show because it means that it's not because of the show. So she and I, we are very good at giving advice to each other, life advice. I think she is a great person. So we did see that post on Instagram that I yeah. did send over to They've you. They've been They're hanging out a lot. Hanging out in a city. There was a pumpkin involved, I think. So that's always fun, grabbing a pumpkin with your friend. Um, but yeah, so that I know that post sparked a couple of comments and, and yeah. things from people. So I'm interested to see with what, what they're working on. Whatever this project on. is. Yeah, I'm very, very intrigued. But um, I'm trying to think of like all the things that Dorinda has done over the past couple of years. Maybe be like philanthropy wise like I'm, I'm trying to think of like where it would connect um but i mean because obviously maybe, maybe she's just gonna open up a aerobics studio honestly and Bethany's gonna help her. i'm I don't know. for it <laughs> she should because i would go I'm about it 100 yes. um but yeah so that is um that's it there so yeah. big updates obviously from the roni world right. um and just housewives in general but yeah i'm gonna miss it i'm sad that it's over i, am, I know it always but, feels like a big exhale okay but I, I, I do love my Romy women. So. I've got so much to catch up on, though. So, like, I'm kind of happy that it's catch-up time now. It's catch-up time. All right. Well, let's get into our game of the week. It's kind of playing off of last week. Uh, it is called Tale of Week 4. Who's reached the ceiling? Who hit the floor? <laughs> so, for the Week 4 games, we're looking at each matchup and telling you which player we think will, will have the better game. We did this last week with quarterbacks this week we are looking at wide receivers running backs and tight ends it could be any of those combos um and, and we talked about last week how we potentially wanted to do this yeah. and we've got some good ones here for you and we'll go through them one by one with these matchups okay so we have the denver broncos versus the new york jets that is the thursday night mm -hmm. football game who will have the better game Running back Melvin Gordon or running back Frank Gore? Old man Gore. Old man Gore. Oh, the Jets are such a dumpster fire. But <laughs> old man Gore, he's moving and grooving. So I'm going to go with him on this one. So I'm actually going with Melvin Gordon mm -hmm. specifically because of circumstance. We do have Brett Ripien, 
who's going to be starting at quarterback for the Denver Broncos for an injured Drew Locke. So I really do feel like Denver is going to heavily rely on the run game. Mm -hmm. Um, I am going with Melvin Melvin Gordon. All right, the Baltimore Ravens versus the Washington football team. We have wide receiver Marquise Brown or wide receiver Terry McLaurin. I'm going with Marquise Brown. Okay, okay. I'm actually going opposite Mm -hmm. on this one. I'm going Terry McLaurin. Um, Brown has been shut out of like two of the three games. So he has the tendency to either have a really big game or completely get shut out and and disappear. I feel as though Terry McLaurin's been a little more consistent. So although I do think this will be a big win for Baltimore, it is both of our our locks. I am going with McLaurin. I think it's fair. Um, I think that you know, as discussed of a a big, you know, domination by the Kansas City Chiefs, who knows what the Ravens went back to the drawing board with this week? Who knows what um, Jim Harbaugh sat down with Lamar Jackson and spoke about and said, listen, maybe we have to look at things a little bit differently. Well, listen, you can throw the ball really well. You can run the ball really well. You can pass it off to your running backs really well. Maybe we should look at certain areas, looking at the line, looking at other threats on offense. So maybe he doesn't get shut out in this game. Right. So. Looking at Marquise Brown, we mm-hmm. need to get him so involved in the game. More. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree with you on past games. But listen, they might reshape things completely. Absolutely. And I think it's because it's, for them, that was a huge setback Monday it, night. it was a little bit of a wake-up call. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we're not invincible. Like, yeah. we can be beat. We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Tennessee Titans. Again, this is going to be a game that will either be played on Monday night football or Tuesday night football wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster or wide receiver Corey Davis so for me when it comes to Tennessee I just immediately you know look assume running games you have a guy like Derrick Henry um and when it comes to the Steelers you know um oh my god I forgot his name on the podcast Connor yes I forgot. I was in Thailand. I'll never forget. People don't forget. uh, See, people don't forget. I remembered. I clearly forget. So you have James Conner on the run. You're, you know, dealing with an injury right now. So Big Ben's going to be a little bit more comfortable, probably throwing the ball a little bit more. And listen, he's not looking too shabby. So for that reason, I'm going with Juju Smith-Schuster. For that reason, I'm out. <laughs> so so I actually am using what's going on with the COVID situation as an edge for Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. He will – And that get, is also a very fair point. He will get more practice time mm-hmm. um, because I do feel like it is kind of even. So you're getting the slight edge that yeah. way. I, I just want to note that I'm not super impressed with either one of these guys so far mm-hmm. through the season, season, especially Juju. I mean – expectations after Juju's rookie year were huge. Right. Then Antonio Brown left and he was the guy last year. And yeah. People wondered how he would respond to that. He didn't have that great no. of a year. And now you're starting off a little sluggish as well. Yeah. This is a big year for Juju. He's yeah. really got to prove, yes, I am the man and you can count yeah. on me. All right, next game, the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Tampa Brady Buccaneers. The Tampa Brady, I love it. Um, to me, the Chargers. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And our matchup, because oh. <laughs> I only said the teams, uh, we have the oh, – this is this is a good one. I mean, you have two really – some of the yeah. top wide receivers mm-hmm. in the league here. We have wide receiver Keenan Allen or wide receiver Mike Evans. 
So I think for me, this is like a simple, it's based on the matchup. So you have Tom Brady as your quarterback throwing to your wide receiver. So I'm going to go with Mike Evans on this one. Okay. So, hey, throw away your 2-2-2 special here. Listen, if he's getting <laughs> you two touchdowns, that's super important. Yeah. Keenan Allen, nothing against him. Phenomenal wide receiver. He's like top five in receiving. But then also, right who do we know who's starting this weekend for the Chargers? We don't. Are we going Justin Justin Herbert Herbert looks good again. He does. I keep rolling with him. He does, but the, but the Chargers as a whole – I still feel like give me a question mark every time yeah. I'm looking at them yeah. and I'm thinking about them week over week. So I think for me, this is more of just a confidence pick. And so that's why I went with Mike Evans. So I also went with Mike Evans, mm -hmm. but I want to point out the fact that I'm oh, sure agreed. I'm yes, finally. but I want to point out to the fact that the majority of you guys probably took mm -hmm. Mike Evans very early in your fantasy football drafts. I have him on he, two teams. And you've probably been <laughs> wildly disappointed so far. That's so, not terrible. For Mike Evans, he has just... I did start AJ Green over him for one week. I he think, only so. has 108 receiving yards through three games. If you're yeah. a top receiver, yeah. like you normally have 108 yards in just one game. That equates to only 36 yards per game. Right. That's very low. Mm -hmm. Yet, at the same time, he has four touchdowns. So he has been that red zone threat that we yeah. always mm -hmm. you know, expect of him. Right. I do feel like this is finally going to be the breakout game for him yards. Okay. Right. It has to be. Like yeah. It can't continue like this. All righty. Okay, next one. We have the Seattle Seahawks versus the Miami Dolphins. We have running back Chris Carson. And I want to point out if he's potentially not picked up in your fantasy league, mm -hmm. a little bit of a surprise guy yeah. here. Running back Miles Gaskin. We he's definitely saw very him well. a lot last Thursday night. Um, I know it was not everyone's favorite game to watch the Jags against mm -hmm. the Dolphins, mm -hmm. but I thoroughly enjoyed the game. So um, I thought it was actually really turned out to be a really good one. We did see Miles Gaskin a lot there. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually, I'm going to give him um, the upper hand here too, because Chris Carson's actually a little bit, he's not fully hurt, but there is some questions with his ankle after a very questionable uh foot grab by what's his name on the Cowboys where he basically wanted to pull his I foot hope off. The, so. I hope my guys on this list like aren't accidentally like injured. I didn't fully look at the injury yeah. report, so report he is, this week. He's but. not like full, but he's like, he's like, Okay. It's like shaken up, kind of hurt. So right, right. I and Chris Carson though, I've had him on my fantasy, and I, know I like him. This isn't a fantasy podcast, but I'm just saying, like I've had him on my. I think he's a little bit underrated. He's a little underrated, but then he's a very sometimes it's a you know every other week or things like that. So you got to, And if you're matching up against a running back who is kind of coming out of the blue and just doing really good things for a Miami team, that's yeah. not really highlighted in other spots. Yeah. So that's why I, I went ahead and gave the upper hand to Miles Gaskin. I did go Chris Carson. If you mm -hmm. actually look at these guys, um, these guys are actually both really good, not only in the running mm -hmm. game, but also in the passing yeah. game as well. They have a lot of uh, receiving Which we're yards. a lot more this season, I think. Yeah, I, know it's only I think games uh, to tell you the board, truth, you know how with quarterbacks today, like you don't have to be a dual threat quarterback, mm -hmm. but you need to be able to run at least somewhat. That's right. how I feel Daniel yeah. Jones is, yeah, right? Absolutely. You need to be able to somewhat be athletic yeah. enough to pick up a first down with your feet. Yeah. I also feel like that is how uh, running backs are yeah. today in the NFL. You need to be able to catch. Um, it's kind of why a guy like Andre Williams mm -hmm. for the Giants yes. a couple years ago, right? Mm -hmm. He was the number one rushing running back yeah. in college football. He had, right. he had his, I think he set a record. His rushing mm -hmm. yards were astronomical. 
but he was only drafted in the fourth round because he could he had stones for hands. Yeah. He couldn't catch. In today's league, you need you an Alvin Kamara, yeah. an Alvin Cook. You need to That's be able good. to do yeah, everything. Absolutely. Um great point. So both of these guys, if you look at them statistically, are actually almost dead even. But Chris, the only difference, Chris Carson has three touchdowns. Gaskin has yet to find the end zone. Yeah. I'm giving the edge to Chris Carson. All right. Okay, Minnesota Vikings versus the Houston Texans, two really surprising 0-3 teams, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, we have wide receiver Adam Thielen or wide receiver Will Fuller. It was kind of just one of those ones where I just had to pick to it's pick. It's like a gut feeling. Feel, kind so of. I went with Adam uh, Thielen. I went with Will Fuller. Mm -hmm. um, again, kind of a uh, gut pick for me as yeah. well. Uh, Thielen has been shut out like, of the yeah. last two games. He has not been. I do also think, though, that this might be the game where the Vikings kind of someone That's punches where them. That's so hard. Smacks them in the face and is like, what are you doing? When you see teams struggling yeah. that you know are good. Yeah. Or when you see teams, or I'm sorry, when you see players like Adam Thielen that yeah. you know are good. Yeah, and how I just brought up Mike Evans. This has got to be the game. We right. something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It could be a situation like this has got to be the game that right. the Vikings and Adam yeah. Thielen do something. Yeah. Um. So I think that's a toss up. Um. Okay. Our only tight end matchup on this list, mm -hmm. but I think this was a perfect one to highlight. I like both of these guys. The New Orleans Saints versus the Detroit Lions. This is Caitlin's upset pick. The Lions over the Saints. We have tight end Jared Cook or tight end T.J. Hawkins. Well, I do have um, the Lions winning in an upset. Yep. I am going to go with tight end Jared Cook because this is another scenario where, listen, I don't, they're, they're taking their time with Michael Thomas as they should. I'm not sure if he's coming back week four, week five. We, I'm not, it's not fully set in right. stone yet. The last that we heard from last week is that they are taking their time with him. He could have been ready for last week, but they're just, they're just really, and I would honestly don't yeah. ever rush someone no. like that. Listen, it also helps that there's going to be an extra playoff team too yeah so like like let him get healthy race. yeah we've seen though how randomly drew Brees is is essentially <laughs> struggling yeah and i don't want to yeah. like you know yeah. pull the struggle bus car and say he sucks because that is not the case at all but there's something missing and maybe it's that quick handoff that he can a quick five-yard pass that he can get to michael thomas and shoot off and go he's mm -hmm. obviously doing great things with alvin kamara but listen again like i said before with the ravens going back to the drawing board and thinking of other things we need to get drew Brees in the picture more often and look at other things so he's going to go to his tight end okay. so that's why i think he's got the one up here um i actually went with tj hawkinson mm -hmm. i do feel like as though I'm i don't agree a lot <laughs> that's okay so but I feel, no yeah. but i feel like honestly a lot of these are super close. They you are, can they make are. arguments for both. Yeah. So I think it's almost better mm -hmm. that we're going opposite and giving our reasonings. Um, TJ Hawkinson. Oh, no. By Instagram. Oh, no. Just, oh, just, okay. Logs um, us out. TJ Hawkinson. I know I talked about Mark Andrews, tight end for mm -hmm. the Baltimore Ravens, how this is his breakout year in regards to he's going to get on Kelsey and Kittle level. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I also want to say that. I am going to say I think this is a breakout year for TJ Hawkinson, not on that level, right. but personally a breakout year mm -hmm. for him. Uh, and I do feel he's been more consistent. I, I like him. I, I liked him when he was drafted. I think he's going to be a great player for the yeah. Lions. I'm going with him. All right. All right. The Cleveland Browns versus the Dallas Cowboys. This is an, another one of my favorite ones on this list, this mm -hmm. matchup. Uh, running back Nick Chubb or running back Zeke Elliott. I mean, these are two top yeah. running backs in the league. I'll go with 
Nick Chubb on this one. Okay. Um, I mean, no real like rhyme or reason behind it. I mean, maybe it's more so because I've been able to actually watch the the Cowboys games, a lot of them, um, and see everything. <laughs> Obviously, Zeke's you know doing Zeke things, you right, know. Right. Um, but to me, what I'm seeing behind the scenes from Nick Chubb is a little bit just more like explosive. And I even said before, like. I almost picked the Browns as an upset right. um, over this, you know, Cowboys teams. It's kind of questionable, kind of flated, not really know what's going on. So I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and give the the upper hand to Chubb here. Funny that you said that you, you know, you feel going with Chubb because you almost even gave the Browns the upset here. I only gave it to Zeke because mm -hmm. I feel like Dallas is going to be the winning team yeah. because I did make a note. This is a very close one. This really so is. I'm just yeah. going to give it to who I yeah. think is going to win the game. Yeah. All right, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm -hmm. Wide receiver Keelan Cole or wide receiver A.J. Green? Listen, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Joe Burrow, and I do like his chemistry already with A.J. Green, so I'm going with A.J. Green on this one. I went with A.J. Green. Um, Go off, boys. He's been very quiet so far, mm -hmm. but Cincinnati will win this game, and I believe that Green will finally make an impact at yep. this one. Mm -hmm. uh, Indianapolis Colts versus Chicago Bears. Running back, rookie running back, Jonathan Taylor versus running back, David Montgomery. I am going with David Montgomery because I do think Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky, and he even came out and proved it last week. Give this team a week of practice. He's going to do a lot better with this running back. So Okay, okay. I'm going with with the guy who I've been, you know, giving a lot of love and a lot of praise mm -hmm. to, Jonathan Taylor, yeah. rookie. I've I've really been liking him so far. Yeah. And again, he's doing a great job. He is job. now yeah. kind of the main guy. Yeah. Injuries, Marlon Mack, yeah. and everything like that. And and I like what I've seen mm -hmm. so far. Yeah. All right, the Arizona Cardinals versus the Carolina Panthers. We have wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. I know he's like he's the man, but also versus wide receiver Robbie yeah. Anderson, who's really been playing well with Absolutely. his new Carolina Panthers yeah. team. Yeah. And listen, I and I feel like I'm probably on the side where it's like, listen, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is the man, and yeah. to me, he could do he could do no wrong. Right. Um, I did pick the Panthers to win this game, and I do want to see you know a lot more like you know bigger and better things for my boy Teddy. Mm -hmm. um, and he'll probably you know definitely sink with Robbie Anderson a lot more. But you know, I'm just I'm gonna go with DeAndre Hopkins here. Yeah, um, I went with D Hop as well. Mm -hmm. And listen. Um, you know, I, I do want to give love to Robbie Anderson because when I was looking at it today, uh, D Hop is is first in receiving yards in the mm -hmm. league. But Robbie Anderson, like if you have him on your fantasy team, he's yeah. sixth in receiving yards right now. He's always been that deep threat guy. He wins some games week after week. Yeah. Um, so I like what he's doing, especially mm -hmm. when you're on a new team. Yeah. COVID didn't allow you to necessarily practice with them as right. much. Mm -hmm. You didn't have preseason games. You're learning a new offense. Right. I'm really impressed with what yeah. Robbie Anderson mm -hmm. is doing, uh, but I am going Hopkins. All right, our New York Giants versus the Los Angeles Rams. We have so many banged up people. It's like, who do we talk about? But know. we still have wide receiver Darius Slayton versus wide receiver Cooper Cup. Listen, I love the Daniel Jones Darius Slayton connection. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we didn't really see it as much as we wanted to last week. Um, I want to see it like three times for a touchdown collisions like yeah. a game. Like, you know what I mean? Because that's how good the connection is. We right. know it's good. But listen, Cooper Cup went off last weekend and maybe that was his weekend to step out and be like all right here i am for the year um so i it's a safer pick for me so i'm going with cooper cup when with cooper cup um i feel like my two points are very valid mm -hmm. the new york giants can't get anything going offensively and even more of a valid point for me is 
The Los Angeles Rams defense, Aaron Donald, is yeah. very tough. Also, Jalen Ramsey, with all the injuries, is probably going to be covering Darius Slater. I mean, he might not see the ball at all. Yeah. Mom, can you pick me up? I'm scared. That's going to be me on Sunday. I'm going to call from my own home to my yep. mom to yep. come pick me yep. up because I'm scared of Aaron Donald. Yep. <laughs> all right, we got the Buffalo Bills. This time I did mark it down correctly on our notes. The Las Vegas Raiders. Look LV. at her go. Look at her go. Wide receiver Cole Beasley versus wide receiver Hunter Renfro. Kind of these guys put me to sleep a little bit. Yeah, but I gotta tell you, I love they're okay, but I love Cole Beasley more in a Buffalo Bills jersey than a Dallas Cowboys jersey. And not just because of the rivalry. I just like him better on that team. I think he fits in a lot better. And I think the chemistry's there um, with him and Josh Allen. So I'm going with Cole Beasley. Went with Cole Beasley as well, strictly only because I believe in the Buffalo offense more. The booths. The booths. Um, okay, the New England Patriots versus the Kansas City Chiefs. We have wide receiver Julian Edelman versus wide receiver Tyreek Hill. I'm going with Tyreek Hill because um, Cam Newton is a selfish quarterback and he would rather run the ball than pass it off to <laughs> Julian Edelman. And Patrick Mahomes is not selfish and we'll give it to Tyreek Hill. Went with Tyreek Hill as well. Been more consistent. Plays in a better offense. Point blank. All right. The Philadelphia Eagles versus the San Francisco 49ers. This is my upset pick of the week. Running back Miles Sanders versus a little bit of a banged up, but so far impressive what we've seen. Running back Raheem Mostert. But hey, impressive of what we saw last week. So. Also, I, we don't. This is the one where I don't know if Mostert is playing this weekend, yeah. but, you know. And I went with We're going to imagine a world that he is. That's what I went with. Okay. And I gave this, the slightest little edge to Miles Sanders because if most yeah. are plays, mm -hmm. he's banged up. But overall, in the grand scheme of things, I've been really impressed with Moster. Mm -hmm. And people who yeah. rolled the dice a little bit and, and picked him in fantasy football, if he can stay healthy the rest of the season, I yeah. think people are, are going to be pleased with him on mm -hmm. their team. All right. And finally, the Atlanta Falcons versus the Green Bay Pan, uh, Packers, look, the Green Bay wow. Panthers. Woo! Um, Brand new somebody team. who really, I mean, we talked about, we always talk about how mm -hmm. it, the Atlanta Falcons have that dynamic wide receiver yeah. core, right? But somebody who came out of the woodwork. Literally. I just want to mention that Calvin Ridley yeah. and this player, wide receiver Russell Gage, both have more receiving yards than Julio Jones right yeah. now. Okay. All three of them well, healthy. battling an injury, but Julio's always a question mark in my opinion. And 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 again, yeah. Julio's probably facing everybody's number one DB. But Absolutely. Russell Gage coming out of nowhere. Again, another guy who might have not been picked up yeah. in fantasy football. And you might want to give him a little peek. Yeah. So wide receiver Russell Gage versus wide receiver Alan Lazard. I'm going to go with Alan Lazard on this one. Okay. Um, it's more so, I guess, because I just have bigger and better faith in the Packers this weekend. Yeah. I just, what yeah. I've seen from the Falcons is giving me flashbacks to last year with the Falcons where I was just emotionally distraught with them week after week, and I just have no no real confidence anymore. This is another gut pick for me, but I went with Alan Lazard as well, but I did want to point out that Gage is quietly 15th in the no, league yeah, in receiving yards. Yeah. So, again, right. I would say Gaskin. 
engaged. These are two guys mm -hmm. that probably Absolutely. were not drafted yeah. in your leagues mm -hmm. and might still not be on a team yeah. right now. I would check them out. And sure. hey, listen, for everything that's going on with COVID, like they're going to count Tuesday night as a week four thing. But if it doesn't happen Tuesday, like you guys have to be looking around and like moving things. It's not just bye weeks that are going to screw you anymore. It's about that. Literally coronavirus is going <laughs> to screw you. Literally yeah. in more yeah. ways Didn't than one. About that. Yeah. So you got to think, I, well, today I was like going on like, everything. I was, like oh my God, I got clipped. Claim your waivers, people. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> oh, it's me. Sorry. I, That's okay. <laughs> it is that time of the night where we get it off our chest. Positive, negative, football, housewives, wine, life, literally quarantine. We're not in quarantine anymore, but, well, some people are, but we're here. We're here live. Yes. So why don't you yeah. go ahead and get us started? What do you got? Mine's really quick. Mine's football related. Um, I think we, you know, obviously made this a huge point on our show after week one about people jumping to conclusions about things. Yeah. And so to me, obviously, we've only played three. People like, love they've only played three games so far. Yeah. And there are some 0-3 teams and some 3-0 and teams that I, I don't want people to jump to conclusions yeah. on, on both ways. Like bad right? or good. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, like, I have, they ain't bad, they ain't good. I have five teams here. The Minnesota Vikings. I am always like the biggest believer in this team. I think I picked that. I always feel like them. they're that like nine and a seventeen that will sneak into the playoffs, yeah. but like don't discount them because no, I yeah. have a lot of faith in them. You know, they've got Dalvin Cook. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in Kirk Cousins. Right. And yet they're 0-3. I kind of can't believe it. And to be honest, I think I might have picked them every week so far to win. And this mm -hmm. was the first time where I finally was like, you know what? Katie, you got to stop picking them. They're playing the Houston Texans, another 0-3 yeah. team. And I was just like, no, I picked the Vikings. Look I was like, I'm so Katie, confident. you got to stop yeah. because it's not panning out. It's not <laughs> working. Stop. Um, the Denver Broncos, 0-3. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's a situational circumstance. Yes. Drew Locke mm -hmm. was really looking forward to watching him. Yeah. Got injured. Luckily, he's going to be, hopefully, be back, be back yeah. in a couple yeah. weeks. Uh, but it, my fear for this team is I hope by the time, if it's a couple of games, I hope they're not 0 5 or 0 6 by the time he comes back. So I have a lot yeah. of faith in this team. And I want well, to see young them full studs strength. like Jerry Judy. Like, I just think, yeah, I, I yeah. They're 0 3. And I just want to point, like, this was both of our dark, dark horse teams yeah. to make the playoffs. And, uh, it sucks. It's you want to know how many people I gave advice to to get Drew Locke on their fantasy teams? He's on one of mine. But I feel like we definitely weren't the only ones in the no, football no, realm no. who who know what they're talking about right. that really felt this way about oh, that absolutely. Team. So yeah. the Tennessee Titans, they're three and zero. This is that team that I can't believe what they did in the playoffs last year. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a fluke. I thought that you know they're not going to be that good this year. I picked the Colts to win the division. Could still happen. Yeah. I've been. Fairly yeah. okay with what the Colts are doing. Uh, can't believe this team is 3-0. and Still not a believer in them just yet. I will yeah. need to see more. I think I am. I've been a, a Titans believer for, for a little while. I'm not, I'm not there yet. And, I, and it mainly has to do with yeah. Ryan Tannehill because obviously yeah. Derrick Henry is, is the one. I think that's right? I'm a Derrick Henry yeah. believer. So The Houston Texans. <laughs> that's really it. <laughs> the Houston Texans 0-3. They also play in that division. Um I just want to – I don't necessarily think they're good because I didn't yeah. pick them to make the playoffs this year, didn't pick them to win the division this year. Um, 
they'll probably finish in third, I would think, behind yeah. Tennessee and the Colts. Well, yeah, at this point. But 0-3, I just kind of wanted to mention this team because I don't feel as though they're an 0-3 team. Maybe they're not start, an 0-3 caliber team. Right, yeah, to, like, start off 0-3. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think when we did, like, they're definitely going to lose more than three games. I, I think like, they are, like, a 7-9 and nine team. But I don't think, like, when compared to, like, the Giants and the Jets right, who are yeah. both 0 and 3 right now. Like right. it seems weird to group the Texans at 0 and 3 with, with the Giants. Yeah, I yeah. Get it. yeah, yeah. Um, and lastly, I want to talk about the Arizona Cardinals. They're 3 and 0 right now. Um, Listen, I'm not buying it. I picked them week after week. I'm not week, buying I'm not it buying yet it. either. However, I'm not sold on really, Kyler really funny. And I might as well just bring this up now because if he ends up being right, it'll be insane. Uh, my husband said that now with the addition of an extra mm -hmm. playoff team. Yeah. He believed, and he said it before the season started, that all four teams from the NFC West were going to make the playoffs. In the first year that we are adding another playoff team, that would be the most insane thing to ever see. But you've got the Seahawks. You've got the I Niners. Know. As long as the Niners can get healthy, yeah. they should be there. The Rams have been playing pretty well, yeah. right? And you've got the Cardinals who are 3-0. But I did want to mention them because I don't feel they are a 3-0 yeah. team. Mm -hmm. Just the way I don't feel Houston is the same caliber of some of the yeah. other 0-3 teams. I do not – oh, and I missed the one. Chicago Bears, 3-0. and And now they traded their problem quarterback for a better quarterback. That's so why you can't knows where jump to conclusions because yeah. it is only three games, people. Uh, yeah. And right now the Chicago Bears are 3-0, and and nobody's actually legitimately scared of them. So that's, that's how I'll wrap it up. I can't believe I almost forgot to mention them. That's the biggest one. Big, big, big one. No, but I think I think that's a, a very insane um, prediction that Frank made. But it's a it's realistic. You guys it's, sit kind down. Of, it's, it's kind of crazy. It could happen. Yeah, for sure. Wild. There's not put it this way. There's not a weak team in that division. No, not right you now. You know how when you and you play in your division, you're mm -hmm. like, oh, at least I get to play this team and right. I could probably yeah. beat them. They're the they're like the worst, the bottom like, of oh, the division. Crap. That, like, that's my easy game. I get to play them yeah. and they suck. Yeah. There is no sucky team in that division. No. And in reality, moving forward, people, division games should always be tough. There should yeah, always be competitive. They should be. Yeah. They should always want to rip each other's faces off. No matter how to suck. Look at the, the NFCs. We all suck. It's still <laughs> kind of good games. Yes. Um, all right. So, oh, I'm getting off my chest. Yeah. I'm done. I was just going to let you have it. Um, no. <laughs> Mine is super, super short and sweet. So there is a uh, second round of uh, teasers, whatever, yeah. clips, you know. Trailer. Trailer for Real Housewives of Salt Lake City coming at you November 11th. So I'm pretty excited I for that. Um, so the second trailer is very interesting because they dive into the fact that if you think of Salt Lake City in Utah, they talk about the sights, the, the skiing, the nightlife, the fashion, and the Mormonism. I don't know if Mormonism word. Excuse me. So sorry. Okay. Let's circle back. Sorry. Just the being, being a Mormon. Mormon. <laughs> sorry. I don't want to offend anyone. I think you were right. I think that's what they said in the trailer. Whatever. Excuse me, please. Um, so the Mormon faith. I'll say yeah. that. I don't yeah. think that's offensive. Um, so that was like one of their biggest things. And I think that's been on everyone's mind for right. a very long time since they announced it at BravoCon. It was Con. the first thing we said to each other. Absolutely. Because again, of course, Utah is known for skiing and maybe nightlife. But cool things. kind of for that. Yeah. So they did touch on it a little bit in the first trailer because actually only about, I think it's two women are. Okay. One has exited the Mormon faith. And then That'll three of the other women are... Um, 
another, they practice another religion. So we were like, okay, that kind of sets the stage for things. And they actually put in a lot of detail of what these women practice and things like that. So this one was basically all about being a Mormon and going into things and um, a a lot of good detail. I think it answers a lot of questions, um, which is always good. You always want to learn about things. You always, you don't want to be disrespectful. You want to sit back and take all the info you can. So they definitely went into a lot about that, but it just seems wild and crazy. Like we said already three or four times this episode, things are getting wild and crazy. The real housewives of Salt Lake city seems wild, like crazy. Crazy. They seem on like another level of crazy. The fact that three of these women don't even drink alcohol and make good television. Yeah. I think Andy Cohen is itching for this franchise yeah. to hit. I think he, yeah. I think he believes in it so much. I think he thinks people are gonna yeah. go crazy for it. So listen, I'm excited. And one of the things that I saw the most, and maybe it's because it is a new franchise, um, and a lot of you probably saw this with earlier when Beverly Hills started when New Jersey and New York started, you saw feuds amongst the women. There was multiple things going on, multiple storylines of fights, tips, mm-hmm. things like that. As we get older and as these franchises get older, like New York, like we had the Dorinda and Tinsley feud this year. And it was kind of like, A, where did this come from? B, why is it here? And everything else was kind of like all great, fine, whatever. You yeah. had like things. It was, this. Almost like they're pulling. They're to have pulling arguments. it. Yeah. Honestly, this was like OG Housewives where like everyone was going after everyone and there was a fight and everything. And I'm like, you know what? That's what we're looking for. So it truly feels like an OG um, franchise, like coming in, like coming in hot. It is a new one. Um, And yeah, I just, it it looks very, very different. I'm excited to see just some new faces. Mm -hmm. Um, So Listen, I'm just, I think my head off my chest and I'm just excited. I'm I love, excited, so. I love the drop of a second trailer. They're just like pulling yeah, us along. They're getting people ready. And yeah. you know what? Honestly, Beverly Hills just finished. Mm-hmm. Roni just finished. Mm-hmm. The only one on TV right it's now Potomac, is right? Potomac. Yep. Potomac will probably be finished by the yeah. time Salt Lake City premieres. I always say I got Orange, Orange yeah. County's coming in like two weeks, yeah. right? So by the time Salt Lake City hits, we are going to be like itching for more housewives. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of the perfect time for it to drop. November 11th. Can't wait. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was my get on my chest. Nice. All right. Other things that we can't wait for, other things that we're going to be watching. Real Housewives of Potomac on Sunday at 9 is currently the only franchise that is going on right now. Again, we just said Beverly Hills and Romy have just wrapped up. Thursday night football, the Denver Broncos versus the New York Jets. Sunday night football is my upset pick, the Philadelphia Eagles Mm -hmm. at the San Francisco 49ers. And then Monday night football, we have another primetime game for the Green Bay Packers. The Atlanta Falcons are on the road facing Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. Can't wait. Hopefully uh, another another great week of football. Maybe the Giants will get a win. Maybe they won't. We'll just keep rolling with it. I think we will. It's life. Roll with the punches, baby. You got to roll with it. But, yes, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Katie's out of I'm line. empty. I Cheers anyways. Bit. I got a little bit in. But thank you so much. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.